You're listening to Called to Homeschool with Karin and Meg, episode number six. This is your manual to becoming the amazing homeschool mom you were called to be. Welcome back to Called to Homeschool. How are you doing this week, Karin? So good. We're excited to be back. This is, what episode are we on? Number, Number six. six. This is a ton of fun, and we are loving the nice comments and reviews we are receiving. So thank you, thank you. We actually wanted to share one of the reviews um, because it is so thoughtful of you guys to leave it. So Karin's going to read our review. Yeah, these reviews have been making our day. We get so excited when a new one pops up. So this one, we we really love your name. Apps, apps. I don't know how to say that. All right. But you said, thank you for this podcast. It is exactly what I need. Called to homeschool is exactly how I feel. Immediately followed by all the fears you talk about here. I know why. I know my why, but I'm beyond overwhelmed figuring out how. Cannot wait for all the podcasts coming. I'll be soaking in every word of advice you have. Thank you. Apps, apps, apps. Oh, I made the S's, but it's a bunch of P's. Yes. Thank you for your kind review. We appreciate it so much. We do. And if you guys leave a review, you may get featured here too. So be sure to leave a review for us. And also we'd love to hear any questions that you might have so we can cover those as well in future podcast episodes. Absolutely. This episode's really fun. And especially Mother's Day is coming up. And this episode is all about what about mom? Right. Yeah. Sometimes I think I've talked about this before. My son, who's a musician, always talks about the bassist is nobody really cares about the bassist. Sorry if you're a bassist, but it is very like it's a very important part of the band, but nobody really cares about the bassist. And I said, oh, so they're like the mom that everybody wants them there and want and uh, relies on them but doesn't always get a lot of attention. Or doesn't show the appreciation that's really (laughs) should be given. So this whole podcast is What About Mom? Because we care so much about you. Because if you are running on empty, your homeschool is probably not going to last very long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as uh, moms, we tend to give all of ourselves to being a parent. And it's kind of, I mean, it's exactly the same with homeschooling where you're giving everything you have. And because of that, you sort of get lost in the shuffle, like you yourself, you get Mm -hmm. lost in the shuffle. Um, Your own needs and your own interests sort of get left behind because you're so busy doing everything for everybody else. So we just want you to know that you are just as important as your kids Mm -hmm. and having you as a focus and putting yourself first once in a while is going to help you be a better mom and a better homeschool parent in the long run. Definitely. So can you still have hobbies and be a homeschool mom, Karen? Do you have any hobbies? I have lots of hobbies, (laughs) probably more than I should. I like my hobbies. Yes. Um, There was an interesting post years ago about a bunch of moms who final babies were leaving the nest and they'd given their all to homeschooling. And as their babies left the nest, the moms were getting depressed because they had forgotten to take care of themselves. And they were so involved with their kids. And I don't mean that in a detrimental way or a derogatory way that they, they cared about their kids and they loved them, but they forgot about themselves and growing their own talents and their own interests. And so when I, I heard, I read that years ago and I thought, I am not letting that happen to me. Mm-hmm. And so I was bound and determined to have some hobbies. So if you didn't already think we were amazing, and after you hear our hobbies, <laughs> you're going to be like, whoa, these ladies are out of this world. So we're going to share what some of our, we've been able to work in, right? Yeah. First of all, I'm going to toot Karen's horn, and she's written a book, 
right? And all her free time. I have. It's almost done. We're getting there. I've written it. It's on the publisher now. Yes. But yes, that is one of my hobbies is, um, well, not so much the writing part, (laughs) but the creating part. I like to create fun ideas for educating. And so that's been a cool process for me. That's way awesome. Karen does a really good job with that stuff. But other than obviously we have our podcast is something fun we do and we each have our blogs and all the cool printables Karen has in her book. And I do my life coach stuff, but we actually just have stuff that's just us. Yeah. So one of the, some of the things I've done, I'm a big, I think if I didn't have my kids with me, what I would do all day is exercise. And I think that was probably weird to a lot of people, but I love it. So some things I've been able to work in are marathons, um, half marathons, a ton of half marathons, relay races. Those are a ton of fun. And did you know, I've even done a half Ironman. And that was exciting because sometimes I would actually, I'd put my bike on a trainer in the living room and I would do read aloud as I pedaled. Oh, that's cool. And so, uh, oh yeah. (laughs) And so I was able to still, because you had to train a lot with an Ironman, right? Or my kids would even come with me to the pool sometimes um, and like let mom swim. uh, I don't know, a thousand meters, how many ever I would have to practice. And I think it was 2000 meters now that I'm saying that, but uh so they would come with me. Um, I also love traveling. I've been able to work that in. And I like bees. We talked about that a couple episodes ago that I'm a terrible beekeeper, but I am a beekeeper nonetheless. And I have chickens and I love gardening and those types of things. What about you? So I'm a singer. I yes. am very into music and have been my whole life. So that's still a huge, a huge hobby that I try and keep going and um, performing as often as I can. I also love crafts, and that's kind of been incorporated a lot into my website also with the crafts and activities I do with my kids. Um, and sewing, which is sort of getting left behind. I don't do it as much as I should, but I do enjoy that. And I also run. I'm not as like intense as Megan with the running, and she's way faster than me. We tried to run together a few times, but I held her back. Oh, jeez. Um, no, I got pregnant again. <laughs> oh, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. I also like to run and have done several half marathons as well. And um, I'm a big reader. Um, often I'm reading things that are bettering myself or bettering um, my kids in some way too. But um, I do love to read a lot. And yeah. I'm a baker. That's another one I love oh, to yes. do. I love cooking and baking. I do love to bake. I hate cleaning. I think cleaning <laughs> is the worst. Yep, me too. If that is your hobby, come be my friend, and I'll make you something while you clean my house. It's a good plan. Um, so how do you keep hobbies alive uh, while you have kids? I mean, I have seven kids at home. It's a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And, and just this week, I was realizing every time something changes, you have to figure out your new normal. What is like, okay, how do we process this now? And my second son now has his license, which is the best thing ever, but he's also now taking my car and I'm trying to figure out how do I get kids places when my other boys are working who have licenses and are taking my car. So it's always finding out a new normal. But if you want to include your hobbies, my, the one way is to include your kids in the hobbies. Yeah. And like I said, when I was training for the Ironman, I had my kids, I would just bike on my trainer in the living room. Um, while they were there, we could still do school or I would take them with me, but we've talked, I think I've, I guess I've just posted about it before on the hippie mama. I don't do Christmas presents. We do trips and our one year we did a triathlon for our trip down in Arizona. And so that was a ton of fun because as a family, we were running together and biking together and swimming together and then went into the triathlon together. So that was a really good way to incorporate it. Um, and then another way is just to make the time, find a small amount of time each day. 
And especially if you have a newborn or little children, like maybe it's not a lot of time until your kids get a little bit older. So be understanding, but do something just for you and make it a priority. And even if you have to wake up a little bit earlier, we are laughing that Karen and I don't really set alarms anymore because <laughs> I did sleep until six today. So I feel good about that. And we're both very early risers. <laughs> yeah. But we get a quiet house to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm so just... those are a couple ways to find time for your hobbies. And, and I found that if I tell my husband I need something like that, I just need a day or I need some time, he's always more than willing to accommodate that because he knows how much work I do at home with the kids. And so if he sees that, he's always willing to help me with that. Yeah. Cause then you're a nicer wife mm-hmm. too, probably. Yeah. So they're like, yes, please. For the love of all things, holy, yeah. please go do something. <laughs> all right. So I just wanted to talk to you about how to keep your sanity among all the chaos. So chaos is going to be a pretty common word in your vocabulary when you're a homeschool parent. I like the word herding cats. That's how I feel like it is sometimes too. Um, But you're going to have to just sort of get used to a little more chaos than maybe you had previously to not homeschooling um, (laughs) or not having seven kids. Yeah. Um, But I I was thinking about this because I dropped by a friend's house the other day and she's expecting, I can't remember if it's seventh or eighth. I feel bad that I don't remember, but... A, a large amount of children, you know, having, I think it's, it might be number eight, yeah. expecting baby number eight. So I dropped by her house in the middle of the day and she immediately apologized for the mess and the chaos. And I just laughed because I was thinking, well, I feel right at home <laughs> and I'm glad that your house is chaos because mine is as well. There was a couple of kids practicing their string instruments. There were kids running around with their snacks and playing and doing, you know, whatever, but it was loud and it was messy, but it was just what I would expect for a mom homeschooling her big family in the middle of a day. So, um, I was glad to see that honestly. (laughs) Um, but you're going to have to make a lot of compromises as a busy homeschool parent, because you're going to be spending a lot more time educating your kids than you could spend cleaning your house or, you know, whatever else you'd like to do to calm that chaos. So sometimes you're going to have to make a compromise like reading aloud um, instead of weeding your garden, which is what I really need to be doing right now. (laughs) But that's getting left behind for the the other things that I need to do in my life right now. But um, all all of these things are going to be good and they're going to be needful. Uh, Weeding your garden, vacuuming your living room, those are important. But sometimes you need to put those on the back burner to get the work done with your kids or to spend that quality time with them. And if you are a more seasoned homeschooler listening to this, not a new homeschooler, you you might still go crazy with this. It might still drive you nuts that you're not getting everything done that you want to, but you might have learned to just be okay with that. That's sort of the point that I'm at where I'm okay with the fact that I don't get all the things done that I'd like to do around my home because I like the things that I'm doing with my kids. Yes. And I think too, as I'm experiencing, I have, uh, my kids are a little bit older than Karen's kids is that I've also trained them to do some of the things I don't want to do or that I do want done. And so my lawn's getting mowed right now by my 12 year old. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I often get the question, how do you do all the things that you do? And Megan probably gets this as well, where, you know, we're, we're busy. We're doing a lot of things in our lives. And I mean, honestly, the truth is I don't do all the things. I really don't. My kids help out a lot, but a lot of things just get pushed aside for more important things at the time. And um, the mess gets left to the end of the day. We don't do it all day long or the end of the week. Sometimes Saturday is just our big cleaning day. And, and so you just have to think about the fact that 
it may look like we're doing everything, but we're not. And we yeah. have a lot of help with our kids and our husbands. And, um, and then you just can't have guilt for not getting everything done that you think you should or for having a messy home. Because at the end of the day, you're, what are you going to be more grateful for when your babies move out? Are you going to be like, wasn't it awesome? Our house is always spotless. Or is it going to be, didn't we have so much fun just laughing and being together? Mm-hmm. Like you will have a time when your children leave the house and it will be clean. And I bet you won't like it. Yeah. Like, do you remember when it was noisy and a little bit cluttery? Hey, I just thought of this and this is kind of off topic, a little off topic. There's this girl that I knew who was just this intense, crazy, clean person. And when you went to her house, you were always stressed because she would yell at her kids if a crumb fell on the floor. And her kids were always like, had this like intense anxiety over not being clean. And my mom has this sign hanging on our wall, a little cross stitch sign that says, my house is clean enough to be healthy and dirty enough to be happy. (laughs) And I always loved that. I love it more as an adult now when I look at that and think, okay, I'm good. My house is sanitary. sanitary. And there are no mice. Uh -uh, There's no mice. No, we got a cat for that one. But um, it's clean enough to be healthy and dirty enough to be happy where we're not stressed all the time about having it to be perfect. That's beautiful. Um, and then the way that I most stay calm amid all the chaos around me, I'm not always calm. I have my moments, but I create moments of peace for myself and I have to create them because I have full busy days. And I do that like Meg mentioned by rising really early in the morning. So I get up early and those early hours are really crucial to me and how my day goes. If I have, um, at least an hour, I usually have a good two, sometimes even three hours before my kids wake up that I can read, I can ponder, I can pray, I can exercise, um, and I can often get a little work done as well in those early morning hours. And when I have that time, I feel like my day goes so much smoother and I'm so much more at peace and ready to tackle everything that's going to come at me once everybody arises from their sleep. (laughs) Yes. So if you're not an early riser, you can do this in other ways. You can do this late at night if that works better for you. I know some people are just opposite schedule from me. My husband is. And it works. So is my husband. Yes. He does the night shift. That's what I always call it. I'm out. We do too. (laughs) It works well with babies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But um, you can find moments of peace in other areas. If you have babies, nap time is a really good time for that. I loved nap time when my kids were littler because that would be a time when we could just have a lot of peace and quiet as well. Um, Or just later in the evenings, like I said. Right. So, and then Meg mentioned this also, but Um, A way to just kind of tame that chaos is to use your older kids as much as possible for the work around the house and for helping with younger kids. Because when you're busy, you really can't do every little thing. And so have your bigger kids helping with as much as possible. Yes, I even have. So my baby's now two. And so he's not really a naughty baby, but he definitely likes to be entertained. And if he can be outside, he is so, so happy. And so my eight-year-old, that's one of his jobs as part of school, is that when I'm doing my uh, one-on-one with other kids, that he'll take the baby outside Mm -hmm. and play with them. And so then I don't have the feral animal climbing all over me, plus trying to check somebody's math. Right. And so that yeah. really helps is utilizing my older kids as well. Feral animal. I like That's that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like at times. Get down, boy. Um, all right. So now we need some ideas how to treat yourself. Has anybody do you, is anybody familiar with that term? Are you? No. Oh, it's from a TV show. <laughs> treat yourself. Anyway, so this is some things that we do, some of the things that we both do. My biggest one is to go out on every Friday night. 
And I do not provide meals for my children. It's called Feed Your Own Face on Friday. <laughs> I let them just watch movies and I'm out. And we, I just go with my husband and he woos me. And like Friday night is my night. Like, girl, you made it. And you were like a boss this week at homeschooling and being a mom. So Friday night is my biggest we way. We do the same thing. We have every Friday night, we have a date night that we go out. And it's pretty much no miss unless, mm-hmm. you know, there's some event that comes up that's on right. the Friday night. But it's really important to our relationship, our marriage, and also for my own sanity. Yes. Um, I have a cute girlfriend who, what she does instead of doing how I, we do the little Fridays, she instead at the end of school year goes on a week-long trip with just girlfriends to Mexico or somewhere really dreamy and does nothing. She doesn't read a book that would help her be a better mom, like just reads a fun read that's just for a good time, um, sits on the beach and has this really awesome relaxing week where she just gets to veg. Um, for another one, I'm. this is kind of funny. Maybe people think it's gross, but I'm a big bather and I think showers are the worst. So I take a bath every day. And sometimes, honestly, my two-year-old is in the bathroom with me, but it's still a way that like I'm doing something for me because a lot of times I'll read in there. Yeah. I'm just like... I like Walk baths, the kids out, but yeah. not every day. It's kind of more like my relaxing thing. I think there's a Jim Gaffigan thing that makes fun of people who bathe. Like, <laughs> oh, I have nothing better to do with my time. Why don't I sit in a pool of my own filth? Oh, no. <laughs> um, another thing we've all talked about, we love reading. So reading a book is a good way to just take care of you. Listening to music for Karen singing. Yeah. You never want to hear me sing, but I will dance for you if you ask nicely. <laughs> um, exercise, we both enjoy that. Going out with friends. This is a big one for both of us that we go once a month and it's called Learning Circle. I actually have it in my calendar as Laundry Club, but it is called Learning <laughs> Circle. And we usually study a podcast or a talk that was inspiring, a book each month. And then it's kind of our month where we said, this is what we did great this month. And this is where we could have done better. And it's literally like one of my favorite days of the month. Yes. I love it so much because there it's a group of some of my most favorite people in the whole world. And I always come away just feeling refreshed and inspired and just like I can take on my hard day again, you know, because you just get to those points where you're just feeling down and you're feeling like things aren't working. And and when you have a group of people that you can just share your struggles and your joys with, um, it really helps a lot. Yes, that's a good one, too, that with the other they're very wise women too mm-hmm. so they can help you kind of see a different angle it, you need girlfriends you just do because you can talk to them in different ways than you can talk to your husband yes <laughs> even though we both adore our husbands oh of course yes um and then another one is i'm kind of thinking if it makes you happy do it like if you want to go do pedicures and manicures get your hair done go do it like if you want facials i told my husband i go i want to start getting facials every so often he goes, I don't care. And I thought, sweet, I'm going to go do it then. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just something fun that I get to go do for myself. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times we'll say, and I'm so guilty of this. Like, I don't have time for me. I have seven people. I have a baby that is kind of high maintenance because I've created a monster um, because he is my, for reals, my last. And I plan on spoiling him. So he doesn't like when I leave. Uh, so it's not always easy to get out and do something for yourself, but make it a priority and find a way to make it work. So we talked about utilizing your husband, obviously like your parents together, right? Um, and if your husband works too much or a lot, then you could trade with a friend like Karen, I'm going to go Tuesday. You take my gang, you go, I'll go Thursday. Right. 
kind of that thing. Hire a sitter if you have to. But if you're running on empty, you really aren't going to be doing your best that you could be doing. At anything. <laughs> right. Not just homeschooling. So treat yourself. Treat I give yourself. you I give you permission right now. <laughs> and I'm gonna give you permission for something else that you might not think is okay. It is okay to take a, to take a day off once in a while. Not even a day. Or a week <laughs> if you think that's what you need. Um, it really, really is okay. Sometimes as a homeschool mom, you just need that. There are days that come along where either you're not feeling well or you just don't have it in you mentally or emotionally. Or the kids don't, where you just need a break. And it really is okay. Um, sometimes I don't want to sit and listen to my early reader try and read to me for an hour a day. I just don't have it in me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Is that funny. the worst? It's so no, hard. Because that's the one thing that will put me to sleep is the monotone reading. And it's so cute and so sweet. But at the same time, when you are being read to like this, it will. I get that. Yep, I yep. feel that on so many levels. So there are days where we will just drop our usual schedule and we'll go to the library and my kids will read all day. Or there are days where we wake up and we just really want to go use our museum or whatever zoo pass. We don't have a zoo. We have aquarium and museum passes that we like to use. And sometimes we wake up and that's just what we want to do that day. And that's okay because those are educational and those are good things and they're still learning. And if you really think about it, the amount of one-on-one -on -one instruction your kids are getting on a daily basis versus what they would be getting in the public school they're getting a lot more than you think that they're getting. And so for you to have a field trip once a week or once a month or whatever you feel like you need is a good, good thing because they're getting what they need. Definitely. And I think it's great, especially when you have a new baby. Mm -hmm. Both of us have had at least a couple of babies while homeschooling. Yep. And when I had number six, I actually took a bigger break. And we um, had some YouTube videos teach school for a few months. Uh, Magic School Bus is a really good one, <laughs> Liberty Kids, and guess what? Nobody died, and my kids were fine, and we're able to get right back in. Yeah. After baby number seven, we only took a week off wow. because my kids um, wanted it. They wanted to get back into the system. Yeah. I wasn't as involved, but they were doing all of their own school stuff. Mm -hmm. And so do what works for you. People yeah. get sick. Yeah, and bigger kids can keep on with most of their stuff without mm -hmm. your involvement, which is really nice. But one of the beautiful things about homeschooling is that you really can set your own schedule and you can choose to end a week earlier than the public school, or you can choose to school through the whole summer, or you can choose to take a field trip when you're tired or watch an educational show instead of just doing your regular school books. And sometimes you'll look at that stack of things you have to do with your kids that day and just feel overwhelmed and, and just know that those days come and you're, you're going to be okay and you're in charge of this school. Mm -hmm. And so you make those decisions for your family and you know what's best anyway. Um, I've been reading this or listening to this book um, called Simplicity Parenting. It's by Kim John Payne. And in that, one of the things that's really struck me, he talks about what's called a soul fever. Oh, I don't know. And, and I love it. I'd never heard that term before. But this is the time when your child is really struggling, uh, maybe anxiety or emotionally or, you know, whatever may be going on. Not a physical sickness, but a soul sickness. And um, I remember heart too, yeah, like their heart's just yeah. heavy. And I remember having days like that, you know, in high school where things were just so hard or middle school where, you know, maybe kids were being mean or maybe school was just so overwhelming that I needed a day off. And I remember my mom 
not frequently, but really every so often would just let me have that day and just let me be home. And so sometimes your kids are going to need something like that, where they just mentally or emotionally need that little bit of a break. And I think it's really important to allow that for your children, not just for yourself, you need it too, but for your children once in a while. And if you are in tune with your kids and their needs, you'll see those things and see that they need a break. Absolutely. All right. So we want you to make sure that you leave this episode to remember you, to make yourself a priority. And remember, ladies, treat yourself, if anything else, right? But you guys are doing an amazing job, and we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Call to Homeschool. Be sure to subscribe, and we'd love to hear your comments or questions. You can find all our show notes on calledthehome.com.